I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Four score, minus three and a half scores ago on this very day, the Sportive Podcast was born. (laughs) Dreamed up by two boring internet commenters who knew two interesting internet commenters, the foursome embarked on what would become a most historic media venture. The day of our very first episode has been fatefully tied to other such historic occasions as Mumford and Sons winning a Grammy and the guy who made the underdog comic dying of a heart attack. <laughs> oh, what a memorable day that would become in American lore. While the world was enjoying the dulcet tones of hit single Thrift Shop, a new pack of untalented white men was unleashing their genius into the ether. No one knew it yet. But the sportive would invent and gift to the world such concepts as being pre-furious, boner clocks, Mr. Puck and Dr. Crease, John role-playing people's moms, <laughs> rocket skates, hockey innings, <laughs> naming some towns, bros, turds, and incompetent coach rankings. Andy Elbers. <laughs> For hold, hold on. For all the good things we brought into this world, we've received nothing but shameless thievery by other media members and a 2014 City Pages Best Podcast Award that proved so controversial the person who selected it was immediately fired. <laughs> We have never been so angry. (laughs) Yes, it hasn't always been roses and sunshine, but the Sportive Podcast persevered through the dark times of bad audio equipment, challenging schedules, general laziness, piss-poor Wi-Fi, bad teams to discuss, and somehow even more laziness. (laughs) Nevertheless, we persisted, and here we stand as titans of industry and nearly $100 richer than we were before, unless you factor in expenses. (laughs) Shout-out to our guests. Shout-out to giving keys to the kids. Shout out to Mike Zimmer's red ass, to freezing our jeans, to Stu's top sixes, to naming where small colleges are, to Andy Albers, to Owen 16, to cohesiveness. Where does the story end? Not today, not soon, likely not until our voices go, or the hosting website asks us to re-enter our password. Until then, cheers to us, cheers to you, cheers to good health, and go Vikings. Skull. That's it. And that's yeah. it. That's the end of the podcast. Sweet. That's uh, <laughs> that's all I prepared. Wow, the first time we that ever was... did prep work for the entire <laughs> podcast. That was amazing. amazing. You know, we should probably do more prep work for this we podcast. Really and it's going to be that, that worked good. out well. It was fun. I liked reading it. Um, Welcome to the 342nd episode spectacular. 342. Ten years exactly today. Um, One episode per week. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. See, like don't more don't weeks do the math years, on that. But you don't know. <laughs> don't do the math on that. I didn't know there were 33 weeks there, a year, but wow. it, it <laughs> happened. Damn. Yeah. Um, that really is pretty much all the prep work I did. But, uh, yes, it is, it is true. Today is the 10-year anniversary of the Sportive. 
Uh, to celebrate the, the occasion, Chicken Fingers uh, is not here. <laughs> the <laughs> absolute, nice. it's, it's the perfect way to celebrate. It really one is. Of us yeah. couldn't, one of us couldn't make it. Yeah, it would have been weird if he was here. We would have not recorded. Well, yeah. first of all, he would have been in Minneapolis, which is... <laughs> yeah, not good. He already did that. Yeah. Uh, we won't ha- let that happen again. That would have been, if he had been here, it would have been the second time, I think, that all four of us have been in the same room at the same time. Oh, man. I, I don't I know. I think so. I think that's right. There was uh, that we one time at Grumpy's. Grump, one time at Grumpy's, yeah. The spirit of people getting fired for giving us an award has since shut down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> was it Grumpy's or Stouts? It was Grumpy's. It had okay. to be Grumpy's. Okay. Yep. And then not the first one, because Stuart wasn't there for that. Yep. Yeah. And then right. you moved to Texas. Uh-huh. I did. And basically, it just never happened. Mm-hmm. Never happened. Oh, well. We had, uh, we, ten, we've done our best. Ten years ago today, we were sitting in my dining room yep. recording this podcast. Yes. I yes. wasn't married. I had no children. Now I have 40 children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I had one. Now the I have two. Stu's children were in elementary school. Children. Yeah. They're adults. They're adults now. <laughs> Driving. Thriving. I'm home with, with Mandy and the Empty dog. Nester. Just watching Netflix and waiting for, waiting for death. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Uh, we should say that we're, re- we're recording this live uh, at Surly. Uh, enjoying in, their beer and food. In the pizza joint. Yep. yep. It's delicious. I swear we did this once before. Did we I record one here before? <laughs> there's a chance it's one of the... Uh, that sounds right. There's 342 episodes, but there are also episodes that didn't record. Yep. There's a very good chance that one might be one of the lost episodes. Yeah. I think I do remember being here, sitting downstairs. That's right. possible. I mean, we definitely recorded episodes at Surly before, but I thought we were up here in the pizza joint mm. once before. That could be. Also, I think this is our first in-person one since the Pandy started. I think right? that's right. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. So, hey, good to see you guys. Hey. I can't yeah. wait this, this. I don't think I actually have seen either of you since the pandemic started. That's possible. I dropped beer off on your front doorstep a couple of and times. And ran away. Well, I you, saw you, and I had to chase you down out in the street so I could say thank you. <laughs> now John's you chasing sprinted. somebody again. Stu sprinted across the street just so he wouldn't have to say hello. That is true. That is peak outstate Minnesota right I there. just mm-hmm. didn't. I, we're still very tenuous. I don't think the vaccines have been introduced yet. I didn't want to. Probably. We're internet commenters. That's how it kind of yeah. works for us. I mean, so. Stuart and I have seen each other at concerts. We saw each other just yeah. recently at the Tom Petty concert. We sure did. It was great. Not, My God, not did we Tom, love not, it. Not Tom Petty. But the no, Tom it wasn't Petty Tom Petty. Co- Tom Petty cover band. Yep. yep. So. Yeah. Petty was not there. No, he was not. But, but Never made an see, appearance. It's good to see John again. It really is. And um, We're with, back, baby. With John here, we should probably talk about the thing that we want to talk about the most. Emmanuel Reynoso. <laughs> Where is he? Why uh, isn't he here? He's in Argentina. He doesn't want to be here. Okay. And now, he's... I can't. He's the Kirill Kaprizov for the United, correct? Yes, he's the. He's, he's their the best player. He's their best player, and he's not here. He doesn't seem to want to be here. And the league is like suspending him without pay well, for not I, being here. The the announcement was worded as MLS suspending him, but that means the team is going to start fining him, basically. I mean, that's it's. Was there any like inkling that this was going to happen? Well, the the thing is, preseason started. January 6th, I think. Right. They always start so, so early. So it's not like it hasn't been well known. The, the week before preseason started, there was a story that came out because last offseason, not this offseason, but last offseason, he had a whole set of legal troubles in Argentina. He was accused of assaulting a teenager and... Jesus. Yeah. Like bar fight stuff like, or like worse than that? Like worse I'm, than I don't, I don't want to get into libel territory here, sure. but I think he pistol whipped him. I mean, this is alleged. Not, alleged. This didn't actually. 
This isn't even a sportive fact. This isn't even a sport fact. This is mm-hmm. alleged. Okay. It it seemed to be all cleared up at the start of last year. He okay. made it on time for last year. At the time, he said that everything had been cleared up and he was there, and so nobody thought too much about it. Then the week before preseason started this year, all of a sudden there was another story about how he had to appear in front of a judge or something for this case that was more than a year old. So hopefully the same case. Well, yes, the same. Well, hopefully the same. Hopefully, case. hopefully. So there was sort of that note of uncertainty when he wasn't there to start the preseason. The first week, MLS had this whole media tour thing out in California. Reynoso was supposed to be at that. He wasn't there. They sent someone else instead. And so there was sort of a question of, well, just like last year, can he leave Argentina? Is he in prison? Nobody's quite sure. And the updates from that period until today from the team officially have been pretty vague. They they haven't said he's not allowed to leave Argentina, but they keep saying he's dealing with a personal matter. He has a couple of things to clear up. They, they've sort of trended from... The beginning where it was like he's dealing with a personal matter and everyone said, oh, that could mean he's, you know, the personal matter could be that he's locked up in prison. Right. Or, and they've sort of softened over time to he's dealing with a couple of things. He has one or two things to clear up. Up until today where finally they said he hasn't showed up and we're going to start finding him because he's supposed to be here and he's not. So it's fairly clear that looking back that whole way, he wasn't showing up, and nobody is sure why. Nobody's sure why not why he's not showed up. I don't know if he's he just signed a new contract, so it seems unlikely he's holding out for a new contract. This is this tends to be what it looks like when somebody wants to be moved to a different team. This is how it goes. So I can only surmise it's that he's doing the Antonio Brown thing, where he makes it like impossible for him to stay here. Right, you've got to move him. Yep. for whatever deal you can get, even if it's ten cents on the dollar. So. Today, I mean, today's announcement, you have to think, is repre- represents them moving on a little bit. So that's, will they be able to get decent value for him? I wouldn't think so now. If you're, if you're announcing that he's not there and he's suspended, it seems like you've lost your leverage a little bit. Yeah. If everybody the, knows he wants to be out. Yeah, that's true. But the uh, leverage is you just need two teams to want him. True. And that's the leverage. Yeah. They go back and forth and... Negotiate with each other. So it's not a, a yeah. fully sunk cost, though. They can right. get rid of him somehow, right? But that's. I mean, that's the hope. They. There were rumors about him. There have been rumors from random Twitter people for the last couple of months. There was a rumor that he was going to Portugal. He can't go to Portugal now because their trade deadline is passed, so to speak. Um, there was another rumor about him going to Turkey. I don't know how their deadline was affected by okay. the earthquake, but. but I'm he's really not, confused. I don't think he's going to Turkey. Is he under contract with us? He is under contract, yes. So how what happens if he goes to a different league? Well, in order for him to play in a different league, the team in another league and Minnesota would have to come to some agreement. They can do trades intra inter-league trades? Yes. Cool. Interleague sales, this is so very to speak. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like international intrigue. This is I always think it's funny. Whenever the Twins make a trade, two minutes later, Gleeman has a full scouting report up. Yeah. Because you know, everybody knows everything. You just got to page through the baseball prospectus. Uh-huh. When the, when the Loons sign somebody, it's like, like this year they signed a guy who's 22. He plays in the second division in Sweden. Uh-huh. It's like, I see a picture of this guy. 
He looks like he's at least five feet tall. <laughs> probably not six foot five. Yeah. Somewhere in between those two heights. Good intel. The club says that he's a young player, so they say he's 22. He's probably 22. But beyond that, I have no information whatsoever. There's no Swedish athletic. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> That'd so, be awful. God damn it. Wow. That's amazing. So anyway, it's all happening, and it's chaos. It's total chaos. So Be- sometimes when a good player, let's just use that son of a bitch Jimmy Butler as an example. <laughs> um, sometimes when they ask out, it sucks, obviously, for lots of different reasons. But then you go, okay, cool. Well, there still is some interest in, like, who are we going to get for him? And maybe the trade will end up working out really well. I think with Jimmy Butler, in that case, it was fine. Like, we got some stuff for him. Is there that level of curiosity with, like, in the soccer world as well? Of like, okay, cool, that sucks because he's great, but we may be able to salvage this and turn it into something better, or is this just like, nope, this fucking sucks and it's bad? Yeah, I mean, the hard thing is when, when, like, the Wolves are getting rid of Butler, you know that something's coming back the other way. You know it. There's contract. Because of the way the cap works, they have to get something back. Yes. But they could sell Reynoso to... Vasco da Gama in Brazil or something and get some money back, but nothing else. Just money. Yeah. Is that a real team? That is a real team, yeah. Okay. That was one of the rumors of, okay. oh, this team is interested in Reynoso. And that He's going to go play Everyone for said the deference. same thing, which is if he was going to That's go, what I was thinking. If he was <laughs> going to go play in Brazil, why would he sign a new contract last year? But the right. no. Okay. So it's really, it's, <clears throat> it's sort of a two-part thing in that what kind of value can they get for him in a yep. sale and who else could they bring in that's potentially also good? So you and mean sell part. him, use the money, buy right. somebody new. Right. This is very weird, but okay. Yeah. I, I think I'm following. But I don't know if they're going to do that. They've been... <laughs> it's almost a cliche at this point that their manager, when you ask him about what they're going to do, he says, well, we've got, we're hoping to get one to two more guys in. Uh-huh. And he said that again this spring, but... They haven't had the vaunted one to two more attacking signings come in this year. Right. So, what's your confidence level at right now? Well, low. Mm. He's there. He, the way that Adrian Heath likes to play. By the way, I just want to say on the tenth anniversary of the sport, of, I appreciate that you're sitting here letting me talk about soccer for twenty minutes. I never saw this coming. Yeah, <laughs> had to happen. <laughs> had to happen. I'm just. I'm imagining if Chicken was sitting right there next to you, Brandon, uh-huh. and just watching him fake his own death at this. Point. Right. No, there'd be one of those cartoon smoke outlines <laughs> of where his body used to be, and then like the outline of him through a he would be door lining over to the distillery, right over there. Right. right. He'd be over the side of those bushes. Yeah. He's an out order pinball machine. He'd be over underneath that, like trying to fix the pinball machine. He would drive up for an hour, sit down. We'd press record, and 45 seconds later, he'd get back in his car and drive an hour home, <laughs> and just that was it. Like, and I need you to got point back. out, it's been three weeks since we've done a show, and there's been nothing else going on in Minnesota sports. That's true. So it's fine. Not this is newsworthy. Yeah, it's we're, actually newsworthy. We're, 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 we're reaching for topics, and uh, right. thankfully, Reynoso came through for us. So No, I, I think the interesting thing is that Heath always likes to play with that one sort of central creator, that mm-hmm. central chance creator. Before Reynoso, it was Darwin Quintero, even that before it was, you know, sort of Ibsen. But he always has liked to have that one guy that is the outlet for the offense that everything runs through. I don't think they're going to find someone like that, certainly not before the season starts, that's going to be up and ready to go in that kind of role. So I think it could be interesting in the sense that they'll have to play in a different way than 
we've been accustomed to watching them play because they're going to have to take the players they have and make the best of it. But does that mean they'll be good? Uh, I don't know. Gotcha. To say. He's a false nine as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I was Dr. Say soccer. Same thing. I don't know what that Dr. means. Dr. Penalty area. I don't know what that means. I was going to say Dr. Box, but that just doesn't seem Please right. don't say that. Not, yeah. not out loud. My <laughs> wife will be here shortly. Don't say that. No, yeah. Definitely, yeah. So. No, thanks. So okay. there's, that's soccer. Also, you wrote, soccer. You, you, you wrote 3,000 words on johnmarthaller.com <laughs> yeah, I, about, about like MLS. and Good for you. We were talking before this started about all the shows that I haven't quite had time to watch, and yet I published 3,000 words about random soccer stuff today. Yeah. So starting to realize that you just don't want to watch these TV shows that we have been suggesting well, to you. It's, as you said before, and I'm quoting you here, what is wrong with you? I did. And I got it's upset. True. It's true. It's bothersome to me. Let's um, move on to something you guys want to talk about. Okay. Timberwolves okay. trades? <clears throat> Let's talk about the Timberwolves. Yeah. Let's talk about Wolves. Okay. I'm going to um, fix Wolves. Yeah. They, uh, they try, they're trying to fix the Wolves. Uh, D'Lo has been traded. Mm-hmm. He gone. R.I.P. Are you happy that D'Lo's gone? You know, um, yes and no. Um, weirdly, was kind of an endearing player to me because yeah. he would get hot for stretches and actually carry games. Would be fun to watch in those things, too. Could, would just be shooting lights out and just would like light up target center. Yeah. And, like, really weird the way he would somehow, like, he would pump fake twice, and he's so slow that you're like, that's not going to work, and it did. Yep. So he always felt like, even though he's not, he felt like an underdog because he's so slow. Um, So I'm going to miss those times. He was an absolute killer um, in a good way in the play-in game last year, uh, you know, which was a huge thing in in our pathetic history of the Timberwolves. That was a huge moment yeah. for us. Yeah. And I think he scored 30 points or something like that. That's a sport of fact. He was the best player real in one. that game. He was unbelievable. And that is a um, a very memorable, kind of be one of the top 10 Wolves games in our history. Also, it was, a, and they the were lowest losing. bar of low bars to clear. Yes, so. uh, yes, of course. They were, but they were losing to a really good team. They came back. It was at home. Pat Beverly, who's insane, stood up on the scorer's table uh, it was oh, just just insane, yeah. And so he was really good in that. He also was a guy who got benched in the playoffs mm-hmm. because he was so bad. So he was yes. very much a trick or treat player for us. Um, so I'm gonna miss him in a way. Uh, you know, he got traded for Andrew Wiggins, who I have talked about a lot as my number one most hated player uh, in um, any sport ever. And he was so much more fun to watch than Andrew Wiggins. So I'll give D'Lo a lot of like credit emotionally. Um, <clears throat> But he was not very good in, if you look at, like, the advanced stats, uh, he was, like, a net negative. Like, they were better with him on the bench, which is kind of weird. Um, and some of those on-off, you never know. Like, maybe he and Ant went to the bench together sometimes, and so that, you know, that's why they, whatever. Um, so I don't really know for sure, but I'm going to miss him a little bit, not a lot. Okay, so Mike Conley, <clears throat> then. Mike Conley is... Like He's a 10 pro. Years older. Adult in the room. He's yeah, he is. D'Lo, weirdly, is one of those guys who somehow is only 26. Yeah. He's like the same age as Stetson Bennett, <laughs> who is a oh college. That's insane. Uh, he's a, yeah, he's like a year older than Stetson Bennett. Anyway, um, Conley's 35, nine years older. Um, if you believe, it depends on what you want to believe. Advanced stats will tell you that Conley is better than D'Lo. 
and the like you just need a responsible adult to help mold these young men that's another win for Conley for sure but he doesn't play he doesn't score as much as Delo did lower volume guy i don't know i'm but i think he's, it's he, he's better with gobert than delo should was. be much better yeah you know and there's just been this thing happening where uh, Delo leaves and all of a sudden the knives are out a little bit with him of like people oh he was not great in the clubhouse and him. yeah yeah that happens every time and i don't know how true that is or i don't know how you know how many people are actually saying that that part i, I really have no idea but categorically everybody 100% approval rating for mike conley like as a human being like he seems like the nicest guy in the world yeah. And so I mean, that'll also, be good. He, he um, D'Lo can walk at the end of this year. Is that yep. correct? Yep. Whereas Conley is and has another year. Yeah. So under, there's these weird salary deal. cap rules where if if D'Lo left, we would not. So he's let's say thirty million just for round numbers. Yeah. If he left and we had a thirty million dollar gap, we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to sign anybody for that thirty million dollars. Like salary cap wise, we were already over. You can you can make exceptions for your own players. Right. So if he was going to leave, we needed to sign anybody that we could possibly have the rights to. Um, and now Mike Conley is signed for next year as well. It's I'm not sure what the guarantee is. It's a little bit lower than D'Lo. So it works really well contract-wise. Um, I, like I like that the NBA salary cap works on the same principle as corporate budgeting. Yeah. Like we got to spend this money or we're going to lose it next That's year. That's right. So. That's very true. That is how... That is would how it, it works. Um, Brandon, would you characterize this as um, Connolly's way of bailing out the bad trade? In a way. The one thing that's been interesting to me that might be a red flag is, if you think about the Utah Jazz, have our have like four of our picks in the future, right? And I they think? acquired four more at the trade deadline. Not ours, but they have so many draft picks. They, yeah, yeah, they got one more. But yeah. yes, they did no, they get more. more than that. Um, right. So they... They have a very, very big interest in making us as bad as possible. Like, that is, they're <laughs> desperate to make us bad. They have our draft pick, right. right? There's nothing better than, like, you don't have to tank yourself and watch the pain. You just desperately need this team to be terrible. So in the Jazz for the Wolves, the Jazz, like, we are playing everybody against the Wolves. We're not, there's no healthy scratches tonight. We need these guys to be bad. So that part is a little weird of, like, do they think Conley sucks? Because they let us have him. But, I don't know, I was listening to a couple of podcasts, and apparently they didn't really have a ton of choice in it because we were not going to get involved in the deal. They weren't going to get this first-round pick from the Lakers, which they really want because the Lakers could, you know, implode, could, and they probably will. terrible. And it could be a really important uh, draft pick. So The Jazz are funny because it seemed really li- – it seemed like they tried to blow it up last offseason, and they're the only team in NBA history that failed to blow it up correctly. Yeah, they did they a terrible job of blowing it up. Yeah. Yeah, well, they have too many good players. Yeah. Like, just pros. Not, like, great players, but all, like, pretty good players. So, I'm encouraged. The advanced stats um, say this was a really good trade for the Wolves. Not only did we get off this contract, not only do we have it for next year, um, we should be better this year for the rest of this year and probably better next year, too. So, it seems like a... Uh, not a home run, um, but a nice, but nice a, solid double a, rip to the gap. At, I mean, a stand-up double, a nice easy breezy double. You least, know, I mean, it feels like this is their last attempt at making the Gobert trade work. Yeah, and if this doesn't work, they are entirely horse fucked. Yeah, probably. 
Um, you know, they're with having their best player, you could talk about whatever, but like on mm-hmm. paper, their best player is Carl Anthony Towns. It always has been. No matter how much I love Ant. Mm-hmm. Um, all-star. All-star. Hey, now Ant, he's an all-star. Which is right. awesome. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, for them to be over 500 two-thirds of the way through the year. Um, with without their big trade piece performing poorly and with Carl Anthony Towns out. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So it's it's been a like to me like a low level disaster versus a full disaster because they're still good it's been a recession versus a depression yeah yeah a little bit just a dip um so that part is like but you're right i think this was made for it it depends i think it was made for rudy because he knows him but i also think Mm -hmm. it's possible d-lo just kind of sucks as a person i don't know here's the thing though looking at it the big picture is starting with gobert Ultimately, the question that they still have to answer is, how are they possibly going to play Gobert and Towns at the same time? Yep. They never figured it out. Then Towns ripped his calf muscle all the heck. Yep. And so they've sort of been able to avoid that question. And even still, by getting Conley, they're still avoiding that question. But at some point, Cat's going to come back, and they still have to figure out how in the world they're going to play both of them together. Yeah, exactly, and that's so matchup dependent. Where it could work versus some teams, and it might not work versus other teams, and it's just really hard to say. Like, well, they even had, is it going to work or I not? I forget who they were playing. I think it was Memphis. They went to overtime, and then Memphis went. Was it Mem- no Sacramento? Sacramento went yes. small in overtime, and Gobert Trey Lyles. Was, yeah, Gobert was completely useless. He was because they went small. Brandon, yeah, light the beam, light ah. Yeah, you're Sorry. right. That is a Sacramento term. You're right. Sorry. I don't know if I'm ready to like. I don't, the beam. I don't know what it means. Yeah, yeah. I think it's when Sacramento wins, they have a they have a, a button you push, and it like shoots a beam up into the sky. Yeah, yeah. And then whoever sitting in front of the beam, yeah, dies. Yes, I think that's what it is. I'd Pretty say. much every team's got a thing. If you remember, if you want, I mean, if you want to use Heaven's Gate as the, <laughs> I would the basis for your franchise. I don't Personally, think so. I would go do for that. it. That's a no bueno. All right, we're all waving. We've got uh, we have Mrs. Stu our first coming guest in. Of the, our first guest of the anniversary show. This is bad that I only brought three microphones. Hello. Welcome. She's off, she's off mic, but she says hello to everybody. Um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, we'll see. You know, I, I don't, don't, the jury's out for me with the trade so far. Um, I didn't love it at the beginning. Too many bigs. There's too many going on right too now. Too many tall guys. Too many tall guys. You just need the one. Well, you don't the need thing. the two. One good. Oh, one God, very we, good. We, we two we bad. Gotta, here's the other thing from John. D'Lo, okay, here, D'Lo here has comes. slid into sort of the the shooting role in the offense, not the corner three kind of guy. Right. Who's going to shoot the ball now? I mean, uh, Ant will happily take 35 three-pointers a uh-huh, game. But uh-huh. Well, I think the, the if you want to believe it, Conley's a very good three-point shooter. Um, he's not a super high volume, but he's right around 40% for the past five years. And it seems to me that he is more comfortable without the ball than D'Lo is. Right. Even though D'Lo has been more comfortable than I was kind of expecting. But D'Lo okay. almost turned into a shooting guard, not even a point guard yeah. anymore. Yep. And so I think Conley can do something similar, but he's much more of a traditional point guard. Yeah, but if you have Mike Conley on your team, you're not going to be like, well, you're going to be the shooting guard. and. Ant and Slow-Mo are going to bring the ball up. Yeah, yeah, They're exactly. They're going to give the ball to Conley. Oh, Slow-Mo. I think that's right. I do. Slow-Mo I is one I of my favorite Slow-Mo. Timberwolves players of all time because you watch him, and it's like a magic trick. Yeah, this shouldn't yeah. work. 
This shouldn't. This should. This shouldn't work at the YMCA. <laughs> no way. Why is this, this is going to work. It's all, it worked. Heal with game. There's only. I think I said this on the podcast, but there's only one explanation for slow mo, and that's hypnotism. That's Maybe. the only thing I can figure out. He just sort of throws off everybody's rhythm in a way. He's got super long arms too, so everybody thinks like, "Oh no, I'll be able to block this one because I can see it coming." But then he somehow like has longer arms than they expect. It is a he, nightly magic trick. Yeah, he is an Ephus pitch. <laughs> he is an NBA Ephus pitch. I yeah, love that. Steve. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but about the trade, for sure, I give it like a B, B plus. Like, it's good. Yeah, I could go around. Sure. But then the rest of the Western Conference all got, like, a thousand times better. I know. That yeah, was, like, you went to so that was after fun. that trade, and, like, Kevin Durant got moved. I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean, there are so many trades, and, like, the West, I mean, the West has been fairly, like, salvage. Like, you could actually see a path for a lot of teams that might not normally Very have easily. a path. You go on a but run, now, and you're in the, the second seed or something. Yeah, but now, now it's like, over. Now it's like, like, you know, it was, like, Denver... And no one's like super afraid of Denver. They're right. good, but they're not like crazy good. But I got Denver and Phoenix and the Lakers and the Warriors, and it. The most interesting team is the Mavericks, because I think uh, Kyrie might kill Luca. <laughs> I think I, I love mean, one or the other. It's hard to say. Yeah, and and Boston's better than everybody. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting season because I I don't know what's going to happen. Right. But I mean, what sucks is that like the Wolves. Like you said, like that weird like recession, not depression thing. They're above five hundred. Yep. And as the, with the West as it was, that you could see them. Uh, maybe they'll like you know get hot at the right time, get the hot goalie going. Yeah, yeah. But now it's like, oh fuck, the West is the West again. I know. I mean, it came so quickly. I mean, it's just literally, literally overnight. I mean, now yeah. mm-hmm. the Wolves the, got a little bit better, and now they have no chance. Yeah, exactly. Correct. They, they have a, they're a better team right now. And they have no chance. Uh-huh. They might win a first round. Might. Yeah. Like, they a, might stay ahead of the Lakers. It's like the Vikings might beat the Giants in the wild card round. Right. But after that, they're fucked. That was the best we could possibly hope for. It's yeah. like, I, I think I texted Brandon on the night of the trade. Well, I'm just happy to see Jared Vanderbilt finally get the ring that I've been hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I don't know. I think the Lakers are pretty well fucked. They're so far behind. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, just, it's just, I mean, LeBron is playing out of his mind. Uh-huh. His, I mean... At his age, for someone playing like that is incredible. I mean, Unbelievable. It's, it's like he's clearly the best player ever. Yeah. I mean, you could, I mean, I don't, do we have any of those Michael Jordan weirdos who listen to this show? Uh, well, I guess so, we'll find I know, out. I know, I know you've got the dad ball guys who like sure. over, over, overrate Michael. Yeah, there's but probably half of them that LeBron will LeBron is will better than Michael. Us. Everyone knows this, right? Everyone who like pays attention I mean, to shit knows I guess that, he right? like scores more points and has and more has assists a, and a lot more rebounds and better shooting percentages and is a much more versatile defender. But, yes. you know, who's to say? Yeah, but if you're gonna, besides if you're gonna, those, though. If you're going to use titles as a metric, Bill Russell is better than Michael yep. Jordan. Yep. So, yeah. fuck you, basically. I think Derek yeah. Fisher has like five or six titles. Yes. So that's a hard so, thing anyway, to say. Anyway, LeBron too. is better than Michael. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I, career-wise, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. absolutely. I mean, and the the season he's having right now is crazy. Yeah, and but he's got no one around. He's got he might still have Tyron Lue as a player around him. I don't know <laughs> who he's got. Stu, I think you just like him because you both have kids in college. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> I, I I appreciate that, John. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, but but yeah, like you said, like they're better now. Yeah, the Lakers are better. Um, they just are so. They're the twelfth or thirteenth seed right now. They gotta. They gotta uh, pass so many of their teams. Uh, the Nuggets were which all which they can do by winning three can, consecutive winning games. Exactly. The twelfth seed and the fourth seed are like three games apart. It yeah. doesn't matter. 
Yeah. But here's the thing. The Nuggets are awesome, and they stayed good. Mm-hmm. The uh, Grizzlies are awesome, for sure. Uh, they're way ahead of, uh, really of the, the Lakers. I hate the Grizzlies. I absolutely now, hate the, the Grizzlies. Number one. I, Do you I, hate John Morant? No, I like watching John Morant. But Brandon hates John oh, no, Morant. I hate John. They, they've decided they're like you know the everyone hates this team, even though the, everyone liked them. Yeah, SM. everyone loved them a lot. And, and now like no one like, believes in us. No, I it's hate like well, we that wanted show. to like you. You're just God, very annoying. Show. Just the worst. I hate that. Yep. Stop doing that. Be, I know. Be fun instead. It's more fun. Yeah. It's such a weird no one hates the personality Bucks. trait. You know what? No I don't one like hates the Bucks. To be hated. Why? Why does so, that make Gian- you happy? Giannis is like one of the most fun players to watch on earth. He is. And they, and they don't try to like they, they don't do the nobody believes in us stuff. They I hate that. won a title. It's yeah. pretty cool to just have confidence and be yeah. normal, fun people, not antagonistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like None this, of us would know anything like about us, that with but this correct. podcast. Yeah. Um. So the Nuggets are very good. The Grizzlies are very good. The Kings are the third team. I've they're about the Kings. They're yeah. whatever. They're, they're so weird. I do not. Believe nobody believes them. in the Kings. It's but so weird. Hato Turkoglu is not walking through that door. So then just take the Mike Nuggets and the Grizzlies. I, I just find Sabonis. What's his first name? Dantas. Demontas. 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 Yeah. Anyway, I just find him to be. I don't know anything about him, but I find him to be the most annoying looking human being on earth. Well. The one time that we've seen him play recently, he was a huge pain in the ass. He got, I think, ejected and then yeah. unejected from a game. Like he got a technical and went down the, like to the locker room to cool down and came back. And then they won in overtime, so he was extra annoying that night. So that's probably part of it. Um, the Suns now are dominant forces, and the Mavs. No matter how much we hate uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, who's extremely hateable. That's four very good teams mm-hmm. in the West that feels like there's going to have to be some crazy shit to happen for them not to be the last four. Yeah. So you're saying right now the best-case scenario, in, in reality, unless they somehow, you know, some weird shit happens, the best-case scenario is for the Wolves to be like the fifth or sixth seed. Well, I mean. And that would be incredible because you've got the Clippers. You've so got, good. like, the, you know. What if they Kings won an amazing play-in game again this year? We'll take that, that again. That would be the best That would be scenario. fucking it awesome. Is. That last year was so fun. Out, that is, like, probably the best-case scenario is winning a good play-in game. Oh, man, that would be cool. Like, taking out the Lakers in the play-in round would be f- fucking amazing. Yeah. That's, oh, that would be good. That's that would it. be great. That yeah. would be, that's, a, that's a feather in your cap right there. Yeah, and we can talk about it again like another time, but it is interesting to wonder like what's going through Tim Connolly's head of like, man, that didn't work out. Uh, will it still work out? Can I figure out a way to have it work out? Do I need to trade towns? Like, what's the? He has to know, be, like just like the rest of us, because we all have like eyes and brains that this is Edwards' team. Like yeah. this is Ant's team, no matter what. Everybody any, else is expendable. If anything, the cat's injury has. Fig made the Timberwolves figured out. It's really clarified their thinking about how do we build for the future. Right? Do we build around? No, it's Ant. They're sticking with Ant. So it's. I'm just curious what he is like. You don't need both of those guys. Now we know we definitely don't need both those guys. Who's expendable? Who do you get rid of? What are you going to get for them? I would just love Ant and four three and D guys. Give me Ant and four Kyle Anderson. Josh Okogie doing? Yeah. Oh, probably missing shots, actually. Oh, I don't man. know if he's a great shooter. Josh Stairs, actually. Definitely a D, not <laughs> Josh Okogie is he's, he's one, one of the, the more fascinating downstairs. NBA players in the history of the NBA to me. It's insane. Because all he had to do was learn to shoot the corner three, and he just couldn't do it. I said this on the podcast like 400 times now. Yep. yep. If you, the difference between you learning how to shoot a three and not is legitimately probably like $200 million. Right. Right? Yeah. 
he could have had a 10, 15-year career in the NBA yeah. with his amazing defense. The yeah. Kyle Korver fallacy, I believe, is what we call it. <laughs> we did. We That's did. what we started calling this podcast for the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years yeah. ago, we called it the Kyle Korver fallacy, and then we went to the sportive. Yep, exactly. Um, another uh, fantastic thing that we love doing is talking about a team as they're playing. Mm-hmm. And so the Wolves are playing right now with their new look. Uh, Who are they playing? Mike they? Conley. They're playing the hated Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, no. They're big. Uh, they're big underdogs, obviously, as you can imagine. They're on the road, like and Conley's just getting here. But it's uh, it's tied right now. So we love a we love a live update of the uh, scores right well, now. Thank so you. Um, if it ends up being a disaster of a night, that's fine. It's just one game, but uh, at least for at least for seven minutes, the first seven minutes of the Mike Conley era, it was. Uh, Somewhat competitive. Is Conley so. playing tonight? He is playing. He's not doing anything, but he is playing. He hasn't hey, scored yet. He, he made it. His plane got to Memphis. He did make it. Yep. Beloved Memphis Grizzly, actually, when they were a little bit more oh, likable right. when he was around. Yeah. Honestly, uh, when they made the trade, I was surprised that Mike Conley was 35 now. Because uh-huh. I think of it was like, oh, he's that young guy from Memphis. Right, yeah. Okay, no. oh, he that plays for Utah? Old head. Okay, didn't see that coming. He's the old head. Yep. Um, so we'll see. Uh, overall, because Ant's been so good, no matter the Rudy trade or not, um, it's going to end up being a net positive season for me, I think, unless something absolutely gets torpedoed. Like it's, which it could. This is the Timberwolves. Yeah, it could happen at any minute. Yeah, I I sort of let go the idea that they were going to make a big run this year um, when Towns got injured, and so that sort of has been put to bed for me. And so now it's just been like having fun watching them. And so that's that's my low bar. All right. What you have to keep a very low bar with this with this organization. Speaking of low bars, Brandon. Yes. Why are the Minnesota Wild in the toilet? Well, Mr. Puck, it's a real mystery. Um, now you and I both said Philip Gustafson should be the answer at goaltending. Be the answer at, at goaltending. Goalie, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said Marc Andre Fleury is not it. We were laughed at. We were ridiculed. We, we were mocked. mocked and ridiculed. <laughs> Disrespected. And it's it hurt, but they rolled their seeing, eyes. Seeing that you're right in real time, yeah, it helps. I mean, you're not going to get credit for it. Yeah, but we we know that we're right. And first uh, they first they ignore you, then they <laughs> deny you, then they hate you, then they fight you, mm-hmm. then they believe you, and then and they make you here. king. And so, they make you king. So, so John, we're firebomb your car. <laughs> so, John, <laughs> you die. What, is, what is up with the Wild, John? What, uh, what's they, up with that? They are not getting anybody who can score goals. They had a, they, they had a lot of career years last year. They had Ryan Herman, who I think had never scored more than 13 in a year, had 34 last mm-hmm. year. They had Marcus Foligno, who we've talked about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of seasons, basically last season and the season before he shot mm-hmm. 23%. Whereas average would be about ten percent. Yeah, that was too high. Now he's Unsustainable. shooting. He's shooting seven percent this year. He's got four goals. Jordan Greenway can't show up on time for the games. He's got three goals. Hartman's got five. I think he was hurt, but still. So they had Kevin Fiala, who scored thirty some last year, who they had to trade because they're up against the cap crunch, and now right. nobody can score a goal. They're okay on the power play, but five on five, they're terrible. Whereas last year, they were terrible on the power play, but they were good five on five. That's right. So is there how much of that is just sort of like happenstance and a little bit of luck or is that like actual some, sustainable? I, you know, I, I was listening. I was listening to our good friend Mike Rand's podcast today, mm. and he compared it to. He's no one's friend. He compared. <laughs> 
<laughs> he compared it to turnover margin in football, which I thought was a really good comparison. Yeah, right. Like, there's a thing. There's there's skill behind this, but it's not entirely skill based. Right. There's some luck here. Uh huh. And so, it's just it's not working out for him right now. They got killed five to one by Vegas last night. And like that's like the third or fourth game it's been like that. Yeah, like in a row, which they, sucks. Going into the break, they lost a couple. Then they beat a couple terrible teams, like in shootouts. Mm-hmm. And so that well, they won two in a row going into the break. Now they've lost three in a row. They've all been in regulation. They're terrible right now. They're well, really? truly terrible. Uh, any solutions? I, I mean, the luck turnaround. <laughs> Philip, one of one of the problems they have. We all like the Parisian Suter buyouts, and I think we still like the fact that they bought out Zach Parisian and Ryan Suter just to get them off the roster. But it's really it's causing problems for them right now because mm-hmm. they could trade for someone, but they can't trade for anybody who has a contract for next year. Because they don't have the cap space oh, to sign their guys and yeah. keep somebody who already has a contract. How much longer year. is this going to be? Uh, a couple two, more years. A couple more, yeah, two or three more, more years. years. Jesus. So and they had to. I mean, it was the right move. It still, was the right move. Yeah, but it was yeah. like you had to look at it. You had to have a long take your deal. lumps. Yeah, their, their saving grace, I guess, is that I, the the athletic does this whole ranking of prospect pools and stuff, uh-huh. and the Wild actually were number one in that. So they've got guys in the pipeline. Number one Number prospect one. in the NHL yeah. pool is the Wild. Right. So but we're going to be giving the away. keys to the kids in a few years. Well, we hope so. But 2026 a, is our year. There's a long time between now and the yeah. start of the 2025 season. I guess, oh, is what I'm saying. right, right, so, right. They're not going to pan out, all that bullshit. I don't yep. know. It, you you look, and it's a little bit like the Timberwolves. They're, are they going to beat anybody in a playoff series? It sure doesn't seem like it. You're right. They could eke into the playoffs. There's a lot of bad teams in the Western Conference this year. but So my question, the, the fan sentiment, do you think people are in camp, take all these, take up, package these prospects and go find somebody that no, can help them? Or is it the not. opposite of like, fuck this, let's just wait. Let's just take our lumps. Uh, the, I, I would say the fan base right now is mostly focusing on yelling at Ryan Hartman to score more. Okay, I can do that. And yelling at Marcus Salino to score more. I'm I mean, in. You know. In play hockey, that's sort of what the, that's sort of what they you know that kind of criticism, right? So, do you see the kid with the mullet in the Dallas Stars game get knocked out? Um, yes, wonderful that was one video. Of the best, um, I'm so glad Chicken posted that. I would not have seen it otherwise. I don't think um, I wouldn't was, have either. It was um, watching a white guy call another white guy the n word while yeah. his literally getting arm barred oh. in the neck. Yeah, is the most mullet thing i've ever seen in that's my life that's pretty dallas right there that is like that's texas that's like yeah that's that's bold of you sir I, yeah uh, you clearly have lived in a consequence-free environment in your entire life yeah it's and almost like the city of dallas shouldn't have a hockey team it's almost like the city of dallas should be carpet bombed but that's um <laughs> i think it's in, there. i think it's fantastic like he immediately went into like legal mode after he got beat up of like you saw that he hit me first right like he's trying Literally, to like yeah. no nah, dude there's no Charges being pressed here. You just got beat up on camera. That's that's how this yeah, whatever ends the for you, young man. Of Benilde St. Margaret's is that's where he <laughs> went. He's just a private school kid with a lawyer dad, and just like oh, I can call, I can say the n word to white guys. That's if my how kids cool I am. go that's to like, Benilde. Yeah. I'm gonna have to not admit it on this podcast, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is that a possibility? I mean, no, you live it's not, behind no. Benilde. Yeah, we live in the yeah, we live in on Benilde, the same I'm street. Yeah. yeah, I'll yeah. say Breck next time. <laughs> Sorry. I um, wonder what is the number one. Like, of the private schools locally. Is Breck the one? Is Breck the, well, like... Edina is the most hated one. Yeah. But I know yeah. it's not a private school, but it right. kind of is a private school. What about school? Blake? I, I'm going to say St. Thomas Academy. 
That really? sounds bad. Yeah. I just yeah. That could be. Yeah. It's pretty bad. I don't it's hard to know. Duluth Marshall was always hated. Sure. In hockey. Sure. Yeah. Who's the most hated, though? Brecker Blake. It's got to be Brecker Blake. Right. Right. Mm. Man, that's a... We'll, we'll Hill Murray. Wade, fact check this. Yeah. yeah. I think Hill Murray is pretty is. hated. We'd love, like... If you live in Wade Durham Hall, maybe? Light up the DMs. Or no... Like the most hated of the private schools in high school. Man, who's... Mm, mm, mm. Wade can fa- This Wade might can not be a Wade. Wade's got like a house in Arizona now from fact checking. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, he's the one person's made money on this company. No, but he's still fact No, checks. but he's paid by the American. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Government <laughs> to try to combat the misinformation that we're spreading. Yes. There's a lot of value to that. I get it. I wish Mandy had a microphone. Yeah, that would be cool. That's good. It uh, didn't happen. Here in a bit, so you can probably just hop on the mic. Didn't so happen for us. Lucky. Uh, okay, so John, that's your wild. Uh, so we've covered all three of the non-Vikings and twin sports. <sighs> we can keep going. What else do right. you want to talk about? Yeah, I'm going to go use the restroom. All right. Mandy's going to hop over here. You can do twins or Vikings or Super Bowl. Or some Broncos talk. Or Bronx talk. Oh, Bronx talk. <laughs> Mandy just looked at me with undisguised loathing on her face. Why would you do that, John? I did. You got to really eat that mic, Mandy. You got to get yeah, right really up close. close to it. Do I you just have, didn't know uh, if you wanted to slander the Broncos Hackett correspondent is here this tonight. Podcast. No. Are you, uh, how, I, where are you at in your uh, Broncos fandom right now? Are you all in? Or are you kind of like, eh, I'll, I'll check in when I need to? I'm kind of an I'll check in when I need to. Yeah. I'm going to watch the games. I'm going to cheer for them when I'm paying attention. Right. But I honestly, I honestly just. I mean, I don't have the patience to really follow anything, any sport. That you know as is closely not gonna... as I. No, I just don't have the patience to follow any sport as closely as right. what I would need to in order to know everybody's names. And what would you say was the like familial status and like how what, they got hired? And when were you the peak of your fandom? So it's waning now. You think? I was you think you're on the downslope of your career? I think I was four when I was the biggest and my, my biggest. You were a fandom. hardcore child fan. Oh my god! I had like the I had the the orange crush. Yep. Broncos. Very cool. Carl Mecklenburg. T-shirts. Very yeah. cool. A um, couple of good receivers back then too. Yep. Elway was throwing too. Yep. It's Elway days were probably my sure. my strongest days. I think when I like lived at home. Yeah. Those are probably my biggest. And there was two Elway phases, right? It was like late '80s and late '90s when he when they were like really good in the playoffs. Right, right. 
They didn't win in the 80s, but then they won in the late 90s when they changed their uniforms to the Navy. Oh, yeah. Right? And then Terrell Davis. Yep. Terrell Davis. Keep it going. Terrell Owens, Terrell Davis. I think that's right. right. Terrell Davis. Then they came and... And then there was a weird gap in there when I was a Miami Dolphins fan for a while. Oh, wow. interesting. I was well. Here's what happened. I I just well, we've all explored. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah. That's exactly what it is. And I thought Dan Marino was hot. So that really, was you, really kind of yeah. Was that a thing? Yeah. Was it because of the gloves commercials? No. Isotoners. <laughs> Isotoners. <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> he was smoking. I don't know. There was something about Dan. Where I was just like, that dude's wow. hot. I didn't know if that was a. Uh, a big uh, sentiment. The first gift Stu ever bought me was a uh-huh. Dan Marino Dolphins jersey. Wow. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. He is very romantic. I mean. Can we? Right? When you were a kid, did you have like the full, you know, the full uniform with the helmet? And right. The yeah. Yeah. What did you, did you have one of those? I did not have uh, one. I remember asking for one, and I'm pretty sure it was Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice? No, because I think, wasn't that kind of... Late yep. 80s, early oh 90s, he God. was a mine was, stud. Mine was Kurt Warner from the Seattle Seahawks. Not Kurt Warner, the quarterback <laughs> from the Rams. <laughs> Not the Rams. The running back from the 80s. Kurt <laughs> Warner. Kurt oh. with a C. Oh. What was Kurt it, like Tech Mobile? How I on earth did you even? I don't think I realized there was a whole other like family. Yeah, like family connections in Seattle. But still, the fact that there was a Seattle Seahawks, because the Seahawks were garbage then. Right. The fact that like you could order that from the J.C. Penny catalog in Minnesota yeah, is yeah. still bewildering to me. Oh, man. Okay. I get it now. So I had yeah. a little story real quick. Sure. Jerry Rice made me think of this. Uh-huh. So when I was, it would have been, I don't know. I don't remember what grade I was in, but I was in, I lived in Alameda, uh, California, suburb of Oakland. We all should have been Raiders fans, right? No. We, <laughs> uh, we had this like big, it was like one of those like scared straight, uh, with uh, the Oakland Raiders, this makes perfect sense. To it me. was, yeah, I'm following. <laughs> it was at we, the Coliseum. With this, this big, we had, no, we went to the community college in Alameda. All right, and we had to go sit in this big auditorium, and we had like the speaker come in. This whole, and the whole bus ride over, the buzz was that Joe Montana was going to show up. <laughs> that sure was, was the wish. We lived in Alameda again. We all should have been Oakland fans, but no. It was Joe Montana was who we all wanted. Was going to show see. up to scare you straight. That was the buzz. Joe's going to be there. Right. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Was he right. there? No. no. Were any Joe. 49ers we there? We heard, no. We just heard terrible stories about things that people do to their children when they're on drugs. Hmm. It, was, it, was, it was very uplifting. Yeah, that's. Very, very uplifting. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you never know where the Broncos correspondent yeah. logs in, <laughs> where this where is going to end up. <laughs> and we ended up in Alameda, California. <laughs> that's a great program. Sorry. Hoping no, for that's Joe great. Yeah. That's way better than just Broncos news. So this yep. is, it went where this I wanted it to go. Broncos news is sad. Let's just not talk about it. Right. Did they fire their GM? Their former Vikings. Uh, the no, former Vikings assistant GM. George Payton, yes. What's and this, the dumb now thing Stu's is, I don't off, even know. Like, off Mike. what's Elway's job right now? I don't even know. Uh, dentistry. Is, he just a, is it like he does he not do anything actually like helpful anymore? I think he just drinks, and I don't think you're going to want him around any decisions at all. He had a chance. I don't get the sense that John no. Elway is making good decisions. Do you want to? <laughs> More off mic jokes. More off mic stuff. This well, it was perfect. very funny. God, the sport of hasn't improved at all in it 10 was years. very now. funny. I love it. 
That's exactly right. This is exactly. If you had asked me what you want, do a tight five on Brock Osweiler's neck off Mike. That is. That's how you do it. That's how you get sleep right to the middle, son. That's right. Okay. Actual. What did I miss? We uh, no. A lot of talk about Dan, how hot Dan Marino is. Yeah, huge Dan Marino Good fan. Looking dude. You know that. Yeah, I didn't. I, I guess I see it. Hootie and the Blowfish wrote one of their best songs about Dan Marino making them cry. Oh right, is your top six the best Hootie and the Blowfish songs tonight? It is not. No, no. It, it is a top ten montage, rock, top six montage rock songs, two thousand three to two thousand ten. That's a teaser. I have a yes. rock question for you. Yes, were Hootie and the Blowfish the same people as Huey Lewis in the news? No, they had the same energy, the exact nope. same energy. No, nope. way less energy. Nope. Huey nope. Lewis in the news had good energy. Hootie and the Blowfish had sit down at had, the concert energy. Yeah, had frat rock energy. Person. Yeah. Super good. Like Hootie had some had some hits. Oh yeah, like but you Darius, never... Rucker can, Darius Rucker can actually sing. Yeah, yeah. For uh, I mean, and I mean, honestly, a a a band from the South with like you know a, a mixed race like like yeah. that was like actually Very groundbreaking. Cool. Very them cool. And both them and Dave Matthews are both from the South, right? And like that was like actually Dave Matthews is from the South. Um, South Africa South via Africa. Charlottesville, yeah. Virginia. Like the uh, that's not the South. <laughs> that's the South of Africa. He, but he like went to school in UVA. Virginia yeah. people. He's African. Yeah. South African. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like those bands coming out of that area at that right. time was actually somewhat like I, I, it probably helps at some point, like down the road maybe. Like, but I, no, that probably I, like helped I, that a might, lot more might, than really anything else. I might be else. being a pie in the eye, you know, liberal there. But no, you know. I think you're right. I've had some beers. So. Uh, but Hootie was speaking. Fine. Of, thank you, Surly. Delicious beer here. Mm-hmm. I guess you, I would just say I, I think, as it stands now in the year of the Lord two thousand twenty three, uh, Hootie was fine. Huey Lewis had some mm-hmm. bangers, had some absolute like. Really but they were good both songs. extremely popular. Very Without, popular. I I don't know. Wildly yeah. popular. I think Huey Lewis was more popular. That's true. Like Huey Lewis was in Back to the Future. Staying power. Whereas Hootie but if Back was a to the Future had been made, if Back to the Future was made in the late 90s, I think Hootie and the Bullfish would have been in Back to the Future. Oh, wow. That, I'm that just saying it's the same energy. That's a thinker. That's a thinker. Okay, so let me just uh, get my bearings here. Back to the Future, made in the late 90s. What would be the main? I I think it would have been Third Eye Blind, actually. <laughs> I actually think it, would, it might have been a new metal band. It might have been, it might have been Limp Bizkit. It could have been Limp Bizkit. Yeah, that was going to be my <laughs> oh, second God. one. Um, Fred shows up with his backwards My hat alternate timeline is much happier well, than Back yours. to the Future was... You're generally a more positive person except for sports, though. I think so. you may have had a Sister Hazel. You could oh, have had a Gin Blossoms. Boy. I think Limp Bizkit may have been a Nine little bit too hard. Nine days, story of a girl. It may. I think Limp, Limp Bizkit, no, I think, 90s, would have no. gone... Too hard for a for a Back to the Future at that age. Back to the Future felt like a trying to it probably hit middle, would have been middle America. Bare naked ladies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I think it was bare naked ladies. That's, that's yeah. the most that's popular right. thing I've ever said during one of these podcasts. <laughs> yes. One week. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> Mandy just said one week is the '90s equivalent of Power of Love, and yep. she's absolutely right. Yeah, this is yep. the smartest thing anyone's ever said on the podcast. It's been and another low bar to clear. Right, right, very true. Okay, good so this job, been, and I'm sorry, honey. This has been football talk. <laughs> oh, hey, ah, uh, Broncos talk. You can't beat it. I don't know yeah. that I have an actual football take besides the point that I made to Chicken is that somehow. I think Brian Flores was made in a lab to finally have us both agree on a coach. Yeah. He's a, a no-nonsense, 
tough guy who also went to prep school and is a millennial. Yes. So we both, it checks a lot of our boxes. Yep. So he'll, Chick he'll and gone. I are he'll all He'll be gone in. in a year. He'll be a head coach <laughs> next year somewhere. Oh, yeah, okay. That kind of year. I thought you were going to say KOC is going to be the new Zimmer of every year I... I Oh no! No one could be that much of a red ass. Right. It's impossible. Yeah, it's, it's I do. Bad, a, I do have a Vikings opinion. You think he'll be a, oh, a head oh. coach next year? Yes. Uh, we, but John has an I opinion. Think right. I, I want to know what you guys think of this. Yep. So, I was thinking about this in the context of the 49ers, who went through 49 quarterbacks this mm-hmm. year, yes. and ended up with Brock Purdy, and everything was still fine. Mm-hmm. Which made me think that Kyle Shanahan is an awfully good coach, right? Yes. So, uh-huh. I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's a good quarterback. I think the Vikings. Have done about his as best well year. As, had his best year yeah, this year. Have done about as well. It, like I've said before, his best trait is that he doesn't get hurt despite yes, getting durability. hit a million times. Yes. And given that Sean Mannion's the backup, that's mm-hmm. a very valuable thing. Yes. But I feel like, I feel like the Vikings need to find out if Kevin O'Connell is going to be good enough to take a Brock Purdy mm-hmm. kind of guy yes. and turn him into a good quarterback. Okay, so you're proposing Kirk Cousins. For Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Trey Lance? (laughs) I think the Vikings would happily trade Kirk for any one of those three guys. (laughs) Just give us one. Yeah. We'll take any one of those three. But ultimately, one of the big things that is going to affect the Vikings is they're going to give a contract extension to Justin Jefferson. Mm -hmm. Kirk is making uh, $50 billion or whatever. And even if they try to rework that and extend him so he's making 25 instead of 35, then it's just going to be multiple years of that. And one of the things that is shown to be the most valuable thing in the NFL is the ability to have a decent quarterback who's on a rookie deal. A rookie deal. Who's you not have, getting paid for? I think you have two year. paths to win a Super Bowl, which is, number one, as you just said, a good quarterback on a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Or number two, an unbelievable generational, doesn't really matter quarterback right. on the mm-hmm. max deal like mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Yep. And there is no third Door yeah. that you as can a, walk in. As much think. as I love Kirk, he's neither one of those things. Yeah. And he's not. Patrick right. Mahomes so, has been in the league for five years. He's been in five title games. Yeah. So, Unbelievable. I mean, on his rookie deal, and now he's on his money deal. And yep. I mean. So, at some point, if you have <laughs> Kirk, you're not finding anything out about Kevin O'Connell. Nope. You're not going to. You you know about Kirk. Yep. You know that he's probably a top ten quarterback, but definitely not a top eight quarterback. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you think about Dak Prescott and Ryan Tannehill and. <laughs> A uh, handful of other guys who are yeah. kind of in that same motive. They make a shitload of money mm-hmm. off their rookie deal, uh, but they're not good enough to have a terrible defense that you can overcome. It's a very bad place to mm-hmm. be. So they got to start finding out about what the. This is my opinion. The Vikings have to find out what Kevin O'Connell can actually do, right, with somebody new, or if Quaze can just rebuild the offensive line in one off season, right? Which they can't do because they have no draft picks. No. But and Kansas, they can't rebuild Kansas the defense. City didn't either. Kansas City did it in a year. True. Because remember, but, like, uh, Mahomes got killed two years ago by right. Tampa Bay. Yep. And they went into the offensive line. And last and year with the Bengals. And, yep, and rebuilt their offensive line, and now they're back. I mean, it, we're all going to focus on Kirk, and we're going to focus on whether Ed Ingram is any good, and we're going to focus on whether Garrett Bradbury can play center. But ultimately, the thing that is going to potentially kill the Vikings over the next couple of years is that if Lewis Seen isn't good if Andrew Booth isn't good if all these guys they drafted right turn out to not be good yeah, enough like to they, play in the they NFL. almost I mean they can't ignore a uh, good cornerback in the first round yeah, even they, though that was should be a thing they could could ignore exactly they go some go, literally any other position another wide receiver a linebacker a lineman but 
they probably have to go cornerback in the first round. Yeah, they, just because of what happened last year. They had sucks. so many years in a right. row with Rick Spielman in charge, where they could never quite get even over the playoffs. Some some years, but definitely not being good, mostly because they drafted so poorly and they never hit on those guys. Mm-hmm. And if they're gonna, they so far they've done it again under under Quezzi. Yes, sorry. Brandon went away. Yeah, Brandon went away, so now... So now you get Mandy back. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> back to Dan Marino talk. Back to Dan Marino. Um, we don't oh have to talk about Dan. I'm you had something you wanted to ask me? No. You look I, all, you're I, all flustered. Yeah, all I, I totally... I literally just lost track of time and space. I so because I said that Kevin, Kevin's cute? Oh, yeah, that was, that was what I was really... Like, uh, Mandy just thinks Kevin O'Connell's a good-looking man. Mm-hmm. He's adorable. I, I find him very endearing because his daughter is the same age as my daughter, and they both have the same oh. name. So they do. Yeah. So I oh, feel like we should be friends. You should be. Me and Kevin O'Connell. That's cute. Yeah. It is cute. Um, gosh, why did I? I literally lost everything in my brain. It literally slid out of my brain. Got any twins thoughts? Um, I didn't see what you wrote about today for Twins Daily. What did you write about today? Uh, a beat writer in worst shape of life. <laughs> that sounds perfect. <laughs> yep. Because I mean, the whole spring training thing is like yep. they always find a guy. When does spring training start? It's like next, next week. week. Yeah. Like, oh. uh, like, yeah, Gleeman's, like, leaving tomorrow. So. Man. Does that mean we can see baseball when we go to Arizona? Yeah. Actually, Tim sent to my brother, Tim. Hey, you Tim, guys are going to Arizona? You know, we're going to in Arizona a in, in a week and a half. We're going to go see uh, either it's uh, Cubs-Giants or Diamondbacks-Guardians. Where's your brother in Arizona? Uh, South Phoenix. South Phoenix? Yeah. But yeah it's like are you going to go to Mullet Arena? We are not going to go. The home of college hockey in the South? <laughs> well, that's a possibility. <laughs> that and also the Coyotes? That is where the Wild lost one of those easy oh games, God. right? I'm sorry. I'm is so sorry. Is it really called Mullet, Mullet, Mullet Arena? Arena? Well, it was, it, it's named after a donor whose last name was Mullet. I forget what their actual name is, but that's their name. That, okay. That's the name of the Fair area. Fair enough. All right. The best part of that was early on in the first period during that Wild game in Arizona, something happened that it happens during Twins games a lot, but I've never seen it happen during a Wild game. A puck came off the ice and almost hit the announcers. You know, three, four times a year, there's a foul ball straight back in a Twins yeah. game, and Dick Bramer gets to joke about, oh, I almost got that one, and Dan Gladden drops it, and they make fun of him for two innings or something like that. But I'd never once heard a hockey announcer, because usually, you know, at the Excel Center, they're like 5,000 feet above the ice. Yeah. But at Mullet Arena, where there's eight, rows, a of hockey, <laughs> yeah. there's eight rows of stands, they almost got hit with a puck. And I just, it, it summed up the whole experience of the Wild playing at a college drink, and not a good college drink. Brandon just ran back from the bathroom. He's, he must, he he must know that I'm talking about. He's got, Do you have talking about to say? Arizona State He must know that hockey. I'm talking about hockey arena <laughs> architecture. <laughs> and he was like, "No, no, no, no." We're I got to get back. This. I got to feel a disturbance, in the, a disturbance <laughs> in the forest. <laughs> no. College hockey. A college hockey rink played in by an NHL team. Because oh, Stu's man. going to Arizona. Stu and Mandy are going to Arizona. Oh, okay, next that's week? what I missed. Yeah, gotcha. uh, week and a half. Week uh, and a half. Spring training games. That's what how I'm long are you going down there for? Uh, full week. Oh, it's that'll be, be great. Fun. Oh, it's going to be great. We don't have kids. <laughs> Believe me, you do. we have kids. <laughs> yeah. You just don't need to see them every day. Yeah, they're they're like adults now. And stuff, yeah, so. yeah, self sufficient. Yeah. We went we went to Arizona last year for a week and a half, and it was like the best experience of my life because it was freezing here. And it was warm there, and my daughter wasn't in actual school yet, so we didn't have to come back for anything. And, oh, it was great. Did I Dave go with or not? Yeah, oh, yeah, he was there. Did you go to the uh, Sun Devil Stadium to, like, protest the Micron PC Bowl? Or? <laughs> no, but we should have. We <laughs> yeah, should have. I was going to say, this is where it happened. <laughs> I hate Philip Rivers so much. <laughs> Sorry. 
Man, Mandy has no idea what that means, but that's okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, that's Nobody has it. If, you, if you're listening either. to the show, you I get Folks, it. if that's you're listening it. to the show and you know uh, Philip Rivers and the MikeRoundPC.com bowl are connected, go ahead and send us a tweet. <laughs> Please. It's going to be Dave and nobody else. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm guessing the Gophers lost to Philip Rivers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing? Sure. Okay. No, I'm going to take a... Um, it's beer order time. Beer order time. Can I do a logic that? bomb, please, Stuart? Ten Ooh, years. Mandy's drinking a home sweet sour number four. Ten years we have been... No, thank you. It contains lactose. Begging. No, thank you. We've been begging for a sponsorship from Surly. Ten years. We're here at Surly. We still have not gotten a dime from them. Well, why would they give us a dime? Wait, yeah, why would that? It doesn't make any sense. Like, you guys are already... I don't want to be down on free. us, but... <laughs> Mm. I tried. I mean, mm, I literally mm, have texted everybody three weeks in a row and been like, "Hey, when are you free this week?" Yeah, and everybody's like, "Never." No, I'm never free. We definitely do that. I feel terrible. Stu is sick. Oh no! Oh, again, Mandy's not on mic. No, nope. Stu's been sick, and we're just finding out about it now. Stu, are you feeling okay? Yeah. We heard you were sick. I was. Well, I was um, technically sick. What does technically sick mean? It means I was... Get on the, mic what, there. What, Why don't you get on mic? What's the term of art? Um, oh. <laughs> Positive for COVID, but what... Um, why, can't I, why can't I think of the word for... Uh, Asymptomatic? Thank you. God damn it. Oh, good. Yeah, literally spent, like, the last week until, like, this Wednesday, like, sitting at home... Because um, one of Mandy's co-workers tested positive, so we just tested out of precaution. And sure. I tested positive, and... Spent the week at home not feeling sick at all. Interesting. Testing positive. Mm, bummer. Um, not bummer. I mean, I, it, bummer in that I was bored and annoyed. That's what I mean. Bummer but, of like, just like, positive you didn't in that, do like, something? Um, 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 no offense. Oh, my goodness. We would have we, seen him kill Denver on Sunday, but good tickets to the Denver game and missed that. But, I mean. I apologize to all the anti-vaxxers who listen to us, but those violent, violent boosters work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus, I, I, I was. It was a big red line on those tests, and I was like, I don't feel anything at all. Mm. Interesting. So, That's great. So yeah, sorry, sorry to everyone. Sorry to the haters that you couldn't get me. Right. Did you talk about the Super Bowl while I was gone? No. Um, I'm wondering. It really, was all about college hockey. Or it, was, it was. Yes. You. I left, and you immediately were like, now's our chance. Yeah, I, I got to get this in. Well, Brandon, not, Brandon's giving me the look most of the time. but I think the Eagles win. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, who are you rooting for? Let's see. <laughs> I hate the chant from the Chiefs. I think it's racist as fuck. It is. And I, I love Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Yes, so, I know. Um, the Eagles fans are complete dirtbags, but they have a certain charm to them. Okay. Um, and that those those offensive and defensive lines that they have are just fucking fun to watch. They're dominant. Just, um, I like Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts. I like Devontae Smith. Um, he's tiny, that little. He's so little. Yeah. Little so guy. So I, 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 I root for uh, Eagles 51 to 49. Like okay. Roughly, uh, wow. But as far as score goes, I think the Eagles win by six. Okay, so I just want to ask you really quickly. When you have a... A uh, game like this when you're not like, I love this team and I hate this team. You're kind of like, oh, I'm kind of, you know, a little bit here and there. When the game starts, do you find yourself mm-hmm. 
immediately being like, oh, no, just for a while now, I mm-hmm. do really love this team and really hate. Are you able to figure it out in the middle of a game, the competitive juices start flowing as a fan, or do you just go, ah, whatever, it's fun to watch? I think for this one, it'll just be fun to watch. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't think there's going to be a thing where, like, oh, I really want this team to win. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I think I'm, I am on the Philly bandwagon for this one. I gotcha, think, so. Mandy. When you say you're cheering for Philly, you're definitely cheering for Philly. Okay, Mandy's cheering for Philly. Mandy can't cheer for Kansas City because because of the Broncos thing. It's a Broncos, it's a Broncos thing. thing. Yeah. Uh, we're relaying her talking. <laughs> Chrissy Bonus is super excited. That's a good reason to cheer for Philly. I mean, yep. she's always super excited. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, um, so we're cheering for Chrissy Bonus for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yes. John, what about you? I have a question for you. Like, are, do you – okay, so I'm just going to use as an example for myself, last game, uh, Chiefs versus Bengals. Right. I actually really like both teams. Like, yeah. pretty good, fun teams. I would be cheering for the Bengals against pretty much any AFC team. The Bengals are super fun. Except I really like – I've liked the Chiefs for a long time now. And going into the game, because I was like, oh, racism. I, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm really into the chant, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do that myself. Uh, it's about heritage. No, just kidding. It's no. not. Um, the uh, no, you're just it's super. Sense. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, before the game started, I was like, oh yeah, I, I actually kind of wonder what'll happen during the game for my own fandom. And I was very into the Chiefs, and I hated the Bengals. And then after the game, I was like, oh, that sucks. I wish the I don't know. You know. Yeah. Do you find yourself doing that in a game where you go, "Oh, I kind of like both teams," and then the thing starts, and all of a sudden you go, "Nope, never mind." I actually realized in the middle of the game, I do like one of these teams way more than the other one. That's. I'm trying to think about what I actually do, like Bills, usu- Chiefs, or something. I usually don't end up picking a favorite. It's almost. It's. It's more like. It's not exactly, but it's more like. I'm cheering for the team that has the ball, almost. Uh, okay. I'm not really cheering for them, but it's like nobody wants to see both teams just go three and out and punt 50 times. Right. That makes sense. So it's more like, You want right. to see Pat Mahomes do something you haven't yeah, seen exactly. before. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Pat Mahomes has the ball. All right, let's see Pat Mahomes do something awesome. You want to see the Eagles like the Bengals- Lion just like destroy a block and just like. That's cool. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just to try to have some fun. I don't watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. I watch it for the game. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Rihanna's great. For Rihanna. I'm okay with Rihanna. <laughs> I, so somehow I've gotten on this email list that has a bunch of prop bets on it. You can bet on Rihanna exposing just about any body part if you want. Really? To. Yep. Okay. I could, I could pull out the apps. I could pull out the odds, and you, the, the odds that you can bet on Rihanna exposing a butt cheek butt on cheek. Sunday. Yeah. I wonder what constitutes. I wonder how do they judge that? Yeah, that like, was my question like, too. What how is, exposed what is a butt cheek? What percentage of the butt cheek does it matter? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Mandy just asked if now that she's a mom, if the numbers go down, and they might. Here, I'll pull out the odds. Okay, good, good. This is this is the worst thing we've ever done. No, no, no. Come on. No, no well, maybe we've done worse things. Well, I feel yeah. like we always do worse things. Just on audio quality alone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but then I was cheering for the Chiefs, and then immediately when I saw that guy do the uh, personal foul, and they lost the game. I've now decided, like, whatever happens, I'm going to cheer for that guy to get a ring. That linebacker, oh, yeah. Yeah, Joseph, what's yeah. his face? Because yeah. I felt so bad for him. Even though he's a huge idiot for doing that. You yeah. should definitely not have done yeah, that, you moron. Cool. And, I mean, the Bengals did get screwed on a couple of calls. Very they did. critical calls. Yep. Yep. That for fifth sure. down was, like, very not S- little not cool. suspect. Not a little suspect. A little sus. Okay. Well, uh, All right. John, John you ready for the odds? Here. I just want to say that John pulled this up 
Suspiciously quickly. Suspiciously quickly. <laughs> very weird. Rihanna exposing a butt cheek on the stage. Yes is minus 160. That's five to eight against. Uh, but no is plus 120. Six to five. Rihanna exposing ex- a butt cheek. Is that a what it but- says? It, Rihanna exposes butt cheek on stage. I don't know if that means the full moon or how exposed a butt cheek is. She's got a thong on or something. Rihanna exposes cleavage on stage. Oh, that's okay, a again, like that's I mean, obvious. What yes, do I mean by well? Yes, is minus three fifty. So okay, all right. So there's no value in that. Three fifty to win hundred. There's no value in that. No, if for some reason the cleavage is covered up, you can bet hundred to win two twenty five on that one. Yeah, I could see that. She will be moving a lot. She might want to be a little more high necked. Yep. And the the other one, Rihanna exposing a nipple on stage. Okay. Yes, is plus seven hundred. So mm. bet. Bet a hundred to win seven hundred. No, there's not. It's not possible that she's going to. I think you can bet on whether it's Justin, Rihanna. Hold on. I think you can bet on whether Justin Timberlake's going to be there. Hold on. Why don't you max out the no of the nipple? I would max out the nipple. Well, yeah. I mean, the it's, no. It's minus sixteen hundred. On. Well, I'll give you ten thousand dollars. Yes. There's oh, no, no way. Sorry, I'm sorry. Justin Timberlake's not on the make an appearance. Ah. Jay Z is minus two twenty five. Ah. Who? The nip slip. She's off, off mic. She's talking about nip slips. Yep. Um, Kanye's plus 800 to appear. If you want to bet on Kanye being on the halftime Kanye show. Kanye plus 800. The reason he would appear what? is to endorse uh, the chant. Four or five seconds. There's a big song of both of theirs. Oh, right. There's a couple other ones as well. Yeah. I could see that and happening. Paul McCartney. And Paul McCartney. That's right. Pretty good song. Yeah. I got to say. Sorry, but. It, it is a good sorry, not sorry. Good song. Yeah. Uh, I'm very, very excited for the Super Bowl. Um, I am personally cheering for the Chiefs, um, but I think it would be I, – I definitely think the Eagles will roll. I know the only thing you can say about them is they haven't had great competition, like quarterback-wise, but they've been beating teams by like 30 points. That's hard to do yeah. in the NFL. Like it never happens. They have they're been absolutely steamrolling. They're a really teams. good football team. Yeah, it would they're be kind so of good. Funny if Philadelphia managed to lose the World Series and MLS Cup and the Super Bowl <laughs> in the same year. I would. Uh, yeah, there's something to that. Poor Chris. Because there was a year in like the '80s where the Flyers and the Phillies and the 76ers and the Eagles were all in the Super Bowl in the same or all in the championship game in the same year, and only one of them won. I think. Okay. So. Cleveland had that a couple times, too. The Indians were a snake bit, and then the Cavs kept losing with LeBron. They finally won it, actually, a few years ago. But they had a lot of close calls for a number of years. Um, No, I think Philly will will roll. I think that's right. Yeah. I don't think Mahomes' ankle is as good as he says. Right. Right. True. And, again, he has no one besides Kelsey. His next best player on the offense is Jarek McKinnon. Jarek Who got a touchdown for the Vikings in the Minneapolis Miracle game. Really? Yeah. Okay. It was the first touchdown in that game. Man, that's fun. Oh, the two brothers on opposite teams? Mandy asked how cute is the two brothers. They're not twins, are they? They brothers. look exactly alike, though. I don't think, think they're so, twins. But they look exactly alike. Yeah. My twin sense says they're not twins. Yeah, you would, you, know. You would know. Yeah. You don't see them at the meetings. Mm-hmm. No. The Zoom meetings. Those meetings are weird, man. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Creepy. Yeah, you never know who's talking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, um, I have uh, one question and then Stu's top six. Okay, right. uh, the number one question I have for you is: uh, We're going to be doing this podcast for ten more years at yep. minimum, right? 
So in due time, we will be celebrating our 20th anniversary. Uh, I hope here. That would be a good. It would be nice. Just come back here. Stu, what do you think? Uh, sure. Is it available? Um, in 10 years? Yeah. I will talk to Omar. Thank you. Um, we'll rent it out. In yeah. 10 years from now, uh, what team is most likely to have won a championship in those 10 years? Locally? It's got to be locally, yeah. <laughs> the Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles? <laughs> Eagles or Chiefs would be my top two picks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are, we t- are, we <laughs> are we just sticking with the pros or college or men's sports? Um, or? I think we can stick with uh, pros or college. I'm just kind of curious what you like. Yeah, we, no picking high school teams. We still. have the t- <laughs> Dinah Hockey. I like Hermantown. <laughs> they got a shot. Uh, they'll, go to a nine, they'll go to a nine-man. Waro, is this Waro's year for sure. We have the technology to listen to this, you know, and so we can come back and God, I hope not. and figure it out. I well, you know, you know that I listened to the first one ten years, you know, yeah. from ten years ago. So it could happen. It's inter- It would be good to just get our predictions down for the record. <sighs> Honestly, I think the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. yeah, given their prospect pool, that's probably right. And just the weird, like, how weird the NHL playoffs are, where if you get, like, a decent goalie who gets on a hot streak, you can, like, go all the Which way. Which their top prospect is a goalie. I have a so question for you. I know that that's the, the uh, it's a theory that we coined, I believe. The hot goalie theory the hot goalie is theory. literally copyrighted by It's actually, we started it. Um, now, John, drunk. this is probably Sorry. more of a question for you, not Mr. Puck or Dr. Kreese. We love to talk about this team that's definitely... Not one of the best teams that during the season gets hot and goes a lot deeper in the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do they win the Stanley Cup very often, or is the Stanley Cup won by awesome teams? No, it happens at the it's hot random. Goal, yeah. Okay, so that helps with the <laughs> wild pick. I mean, you could say hockey. Is it random? And the answer is yeah, pretty, pretty much. Pretty much half the goals are scored accidentally. So yep. yeah, I would say. Yep, it's a pretty random sport. Okay, so that helps with the Minnesota Wild pick. I think that. Like John, I remember, there, there's a guy for the Athletic that does all their projections and stuff. Amazing, amazing stuff. I, I can't pronounce his last name, but his first name's Dom. Dom. And then it's, yeah, it's like a Polish name, Luzjizzin. Anyway, I remember he, you know, he does all these projections and he does all this stuff, and it's amazing work. And betting's legal in Canada. And I remember him putting out, like, a Twitter thread of just, it, it was like a, a graph of how he had done betting that year. Yeah. And he was, you know, he started out fine, and then he was terrible all year, and he lost a ton of money. And yeah. he came back at the end and made the money back. And it's like, this guy who knows, I would say, as much or more about how to project hockey betting than anyone on the planet. Yep lost a ton of money and only made a comeback at the end of the year and was like, you don't bet any money. He was saying, don't bet any money you can't have. This it's is terrible. So random. This is what betting on hockey is like. Right. The guy who has more information than anybody else in the world still right. can't do it. So uh, I guess what I'm saying is hockey is random. Okay. So does that – okay, so what's your, what's your guess then, your prediction? I'm, my my judgment is a little bit affected by. I started thinking about what's the most likely for like the next two years. Uh huh. And weirdly, I think the Twins are probably have probably the best chance in yeah. the next couple of years. Right. Just because you know they're not good and nobody nobody looks at them and goes, "Wow, there's a dominating franchise that really has a chance at the World Series." Uh huh. But they're closer than anybody else right now. They're definitely a team that has established for yeah. the most part being in the mix. Yeah. Like they've been in the mix get almost in the every year. And hope weird shit happens. Yeah. And that does work in baseball. We call it small sample size, Brandon. Yeah, we do. The Washington Nationals. 
Not a if you remember team. this, not a good they team. won the World Series. They did, and they were not good. And they were awful yeah. the year they before were like and the year after. They were 30 and 60 halfway through that season. Fucking terrible yep. team. But got on a good run in the second half and won the whole thing. Right, Just right. Like the 87 Twins. Yes, yep. yes. So, I, I mean, I think I'm going to say the Twins. The team that's lost 18 consecutive playoff games and <laughs> hasn't won one since 2004. Yeah. That's the team I think has got the best chance of winning a bunch of playoff games. Okay, so those are two really good predictions. I'm going to throw out the Wolves, obviously. Um, the only Not one throwing them out in the sense that you want to discuss them, throwing them out of the picture. Like oh, I want to Putting talk them about in the trash. I, I have so much more to talk about. No, I'll let it go. Um, the only other team to really discuss is then the Vikings. They have 10 years. Uh Cousins will be around for a few of those 10 at minimum. I mean, did you consider go for basketball here? I did. Oh, man. And then I didn't. Boy, what a dumpster fire that Yikes. is. Yikes. We're not even. They don't even make the sport of agenda. You know how hard it is in this town to not even be discussed by us? Oh. That's and how fucking bad I mean, they are. Usually, for oh. so many years, the answer was like, yeah, the Lynx is the obvious answer, but they're they're, struggling. we're not talking about the Lynx right now. We're just going to talk about whatever. Right. No, they're, they're nowhere close right now. Awful. So bad. Uh, so the Vikings, as we've established, I don't think unless some insanely crazy things have to happen, they will not win it with Cousins. Now, not his fault. No, um, but not good enough. He just is not good enough. So you'd have to get rid of him and then get lightning in a bottle with a rookie uh, quarterback. Mm-hmm. And at some point in the ten years, it will happen. Kirk Cousins is not going to be the quarterback for ten straight seasons. But it still seems that risky would be enough. Amazing, for the record. Maybe I mean, You're <laughs> fuck. He seems healthy. I don't know. How old is he? He doesn't like, drink or smoke. Right? He like takes care of himself. Be I mean, he early might 30s actually. Still? He might actually play quite a while. Yeah. Did you guys I, see him singing at the NFL Awards? I heard about it, and I could not make myself watch. It. Oh man, it's great. <laughs> you gotta watch it. It is actually slightly endearing. Oh, good. Yeah, he's such a dork. I he's think. Su- yeah. That's why. That's the whole thing. He's he's such, such a, a weird... dork in a much dorkier way than like Joe Mauer was a dork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Joe Mauer was a dork in the most endearing way possible. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is more like, wow, this guy is embracing a, the fact that he's, he's a, a is the difference Goober. between is it just that he's an extrovert dork, whereas Mauer was an introvert dork? Is Kirk Cousins an extrovert dork? Joe Mauer is not singing on stage Kirk, at oh, a. No. Okay. Joe Mauer's not doing anything. Hell no. I know, yeah. I, Joe Mauer's from St. Paul. Kirk Cousins is the son of a pastor. Right. In the, from, like, the American South. So that has, I think, And maybe little... there's something about NFL quarterback, too. Like, he's he's just more in the spotlight anyway. Isn't Kirk Cousins from Michigan? That's, um, Went to Michigan that's State. That's the northern south. <laughs> the northern south. No, you're thinking, you're thinking of Ohio. The south of the north. Ohio. The only thing keeping Ohio, Ohio out of the, is south, the south is the location. The record, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I think I'm going to also say twins then. Wow. Which feels fucking crazy. I thought it would crazy. be a very unpopular take, but no, I, the, that you're agreeing with me is... I think the Twins of the Wild are the only two. I mean, obviously the Wolves have will never, ever win. No. Um, so no, I, He's think, not going to listen to this. He's not going to listen to it, but so I think, off I think Mike, he'd agree with the Wild. So you think his vote is the Wild? Yeah, I think he'd go with the Wild. Because he wants to give the keys to the kids. And does he, he trust the, the coach the kids. to give the keys to the... He, we have I don't the know kids. if he trusts the coaches. Now what about the, the keys? Mm-hmm. The keys are the important part. And he loves the GM. He does. Mm. Brass balls. Okay. That's good to know. Okay. That so was my last go. question. That's all the content I had. Well, all the content I had was the first 90 seconds of the yeah. show. Yes. Ever since then, we've been tap dancing. And now it's top six time. Top right. six time. Going to have to eat that mic, Stu. 
Mike. There we go. This is the Montage Rock Top 6. I wrote down our definition, and so I'm going to read aloud from the, right. from my uh, computer here. Thank you. Uh, montage rock is a very specific genre of songs from roughly 2003 to 2010. It, more often than not, soundtracks women movie characters as they tell their fail son boyfriend to hit the bricks, <laughs> get a new wardrobe, find a new job, and ask that bartender with a heart of gold out after work on a Thursday night. <laughs> Stu's been watching a lot of Hallmark movies. It is about empowerment out. and mid-tempo rock. This is not a commentary on the inherent value of the songs themselves, just as how they are in this Their moment. Value in the at, moment. Their value is montage. Not how much you like them, how no, appropriate no, they are for the... when I start reading the names. Of okay. when, Bridget Jones, when Bridget Jones finally like wanna, tells him to fuck off. I want to write down some predictions okay. here, but I won't. Um, first of all, we're going to go over also receiving votes. All right. Okay, good. Bubbly, Colby Kaye. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Just the way you are, Bruno Mars. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it seems a little lower tempo than I would need right. for that. Bad Tell day, Daniel Powder. Because you had a bad day. That yeah. one? Okay. Hey, soul sister, train. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sing it, Brandon. I want to hear it. No, no. He's no. I want to hear it. No. And leave, parentheses, get out, and parentheses, by JoJo. <laughs> I don't know that one. I'm you, laughing. You would have had I... to have had kids at that time. Okay. Um, okay. Number six. Suddenly I see KT Tunstall. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly I see. Suddenly I see. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 That's number six. Yep. That's number six. It's getting better from there. It is. It wow. is. Number five. Irreplaceable, Beyonce Knowles. Oh, Jesus. Yep. Yep. Number four. Dog days are over, Florence and the Machine. <laughs> yeah. My wife is pumping her fist uh-huh. at all of these. Fanny's uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> more emotional at the mention of that song than she was about the Broncos. <laughs> Number yep. three. Love song, Sarah Barry Ellis. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, John Ness. Yep. Number two, A Thousand Miles, Vanessa Carlton. Yeah. Good song. Really good. That is, that's not number one. I How can that not be number one? Miles by number one, just... unwritten, Natasha Bedingfield. <laughs> <laughs> is that, uh, yes, yes. No, I okay. think number yeah. two and number one, I nope. think there's it's a first place tie. Like Natasha Bedingfield owns this genre so hard. Yeah. So hard. Laguna Hills or Laguna Beach, the hills. Yeah, appeared on every appeared on every movie soundtrack for eleven straight years. This was the whatever that was called, the real the Laguna Real Housewives of Laguna Hills. The minute you hear that guitar, you're like, oh yeah, Yeah. I'm breaking up with my boyfriend. (laughs) That's right. I'm walking down Rodeo. This is bad news for Josh. I'm trying on a girl. (laughs) I'm getting a makeover. Yeah, <laughs> so many bags of shopping when I yep. when I come home and I drop them down and mm-hmm. then I break down on my knees and mm-hmm. cry. Yep, but I've got I'm I'm back, baby. Yeah. Yep. Unwritten. Someone's gonna wear a lot of beige. Said Mandy. That's so good. <laughs> That's mm. the podcast title mm. right there. Exactly. There we go. We got we got a podcast title after <laughs> hour and a half of recording. Hell yeah. Let me take a peek at uh, my list. I think that is every single thing I wanted to discuss. Yeah, I don't think there's any other. I mean, yeah, the Gophers uh, basketball sucks. Um, sucks in a 
very concerning manner. Yeah. Like, really concerning. Both Nobody should ever lose the by that. Same. They're losing by 35 every game they play. Really? It, basketball. They're losing by 35 to Northwestern. And they're led by like, that once. Like local basketball right. legends. Ben local Johnson legends. and Lindsey Whalen are like legends around here. rooting harder for them. They're like they likable human beings, yeah. and they're just getting killed every Boy, night. You know, what it was sucks. it? A year ago, we said the Dinkytown Ghost, Ghost always gets his man. And he did. And mm-hmm. it's not working out this time. Not he would so have much. plucked these two out and said, I choose you, and that shit's not working. They might just no. have to fold the programs after this. Right. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just Nobody's sort of. interested. It's not getting better. Yeah. Bring, bring Take back a few years off. off. Bring back track. Yep. Just Track's coming back. Basketball's done. Reload. Couldn't be any worse. Uh, okay. You can, well, should, should we call it? Yeah. I don't have any good wrap-up speech here. I just wanted to say. Um, Thank you to everyone who listens to this goddamn thing. Yeah, I can't believe it. Some of you have listened to all 341 of these. 342 well, one of you this has. one. Yeah, well, Wade has. has. Wade, Wade has. Yeah. Dave has. Dave hasn't. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Wade, we love you, and Thank we you, like Wade. everybody else. Uh, we celebrate it's been you, an Wade. absolute pleasure. It's been 10 years. Um, it's chi- been 10 years since we started it. Chicken can't make it. Been a while. Been a while since I have. Not had a podcast. As always, when we're done with this, I wonder why we bothered. Yeah, right. Uh, it's good shit, though. Oh, so good. A lot of fun. I'd rather do this than anything else on a Friday night except for watch Dateline. Well, Dateline's great. Sorry to top that. All right. Already. <laughs> Goodbye. You guys, you guys couldn't see it, but Mandy just said, oh, oh Dateline. Dateline. <laughs> okay, good night. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.